Praise the Lord and welcome to the Old Path Bible Study. We're in the great study of Hebrews right now. Every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, we're looking presently in chapter 9 of Hebrews. So grab your Bibles and get ready to follow along with us here in just a moment. Let me remind us all that the Rosensterns, John and Josh, will be here this weekend with us starting tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Saturday morning at 10 a.m., Saturday night at 6, and then, of course, Sunday morning at 10. Great weekend full of meetings and uh, just uh, planning on uh, expecting uh, the word of the Lord to come forth and, and, and the direction and instruction and, and just what we need for such is the time that we're presently in uh, to hear from the Lord. And uh, it's all going to be live streamed, as always, on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. And we just praise God for what he's doing here at Crossway Church and the, the, the great light of Christ that's shining brighter than ever before in our hearts as we learn God's word in the picture, the person, the great work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank God to, that we can in these last moments be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and to be learning and focused on the gospel, that which is the power of God. Hallelujah. The preaching of the cross. And uh, these Bible studies are, are, are precious to me. Uh, I learn through them and, and I receive of the Lord through them. And, and I pray that you would be open to the truth, not just open. And we don't do that stuff around here. Lean your head back, close your eyes and just imagine. No, we don't have to imagine anything. It's written right there for us to see. And then we can have the Holy Spirit guiding us into all truth. And that is the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. For the cross is where God speaks through and by His Son in these last days and not outside of that. And I praise God that I know that here in my last days on this earth. As I get to be an older and older gentleman, I just praise God for the truth that's coming into my life. And, and there, there'll, be, there'll be more and more who push against and pull away from the exclusivity of the Word of God being learned through the precious blood of Jesus. But we will stand in this great grace. We will stand in this liberty until our husband comes for us. Glory be to God. So, praise the Lord. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9, and we're going to start again in verse 4 today and move through that, I hope, a little bit. We'll see what the Lord does. I just have to believe today that he's going to impart something that we need in our hearts. That, see, that is the experience of the new covenant. We read that in the last chapter where God says, this is the new covenant that I'll make with Israel, with my people in that day. And that is that he puts his word in our hearts. He writes them in our mind. That's something taking place. That's not imaginary. That's God at work. That's grace. And, and, and that's us experiencing that. God putting his words in our hearts, writing them in our minds, and not any longer remembering our sins and trespasses as we confess them to him as we walk with him in the light and let that blood daily cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the experience daily of the new covenant. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 4, this 
holiest of all place, holy of holies, which had the golden censer. That's the altar of incense. We've looked at that. And the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold. That's the box, uh, three and a half cubits long, two and a half cubits wide, uh, uh, and, and, and a cubit and a half uh, deep. It wasn't, a very, it wasn't a very big box made of shatim wood. And again, you can go back and study this out and all the way from Exodus 25 through Exodus 30 and see the details of its making and placement in the Holy of Holies. And, uh, but it was made of shatim wood and then overlaid in gold. All we discussed it in the last session representing the wood, representing the humanity of Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus being fully man and overlaid in gold representing the deity, Jesus of Jesus, that he is not just in word the Son of God, he is God the Son came for us. Hallelujah. The Bible says the Lord, the last Adam, is not the first Adam created of formed of the dust as a living soul, but Paul said to the church in Corinth, he is the Lord, the last Adam is the Lord that came from heaven and is a life-giving spirit, hallelujah, to the Lamb. Because through the cross is where the, the, the Savior, the Lord that came from heaven, offers that life, hallelujah. He even said in John 6 that the words he speaks are spirit and life because he is a life-giving spirit, hallelujah. So, uh, th this Ark of the Covenant was placed in the Holy of Holies and it was made of shatim wood overlaid in gold and inside this box was the golden pot that had manna. The manna, that the Lord had them keep some manna. And, uh, and amazingly, it, God preserved it in this golden pot because when God fed the children of Israel manna that just came down from heaven for 40 years... It, 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 they, they, they could only get what they needed that day because after that day was over, it would spoil and be no good, wouldn't be good to eat. But on the day before the Sabbath, they would, the Lord would allow them to get enough that would last two days. That's just the miraculous power and the, and the, the sustaining power and mercies of our God toward Israel. Forty years in the wilderness, He fed them manna. Think about that. And, 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 and amazingly enough that he had them put some of that in this golden pot and it preserved and whenever it never ruined and went everywhere with them. Think about that. And also in that Ark of the Covenant was placed Aaron's rod that budded. And we talked a little bit about that in, uh, in the last session and also the tables of the covenant. All three of these things, that was the law that God gave Moses. That was the, the second go-round because the first one got broke and messed up and Moses had to go back up the mountain and, 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 and this time carve it out. And, 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 and the Lord preserved them. And all these, these three items were in the Ark of the Covenant uh, and went with them everywhere they went. And on top of this is the mercy seat where the blood was poured. We'll read into that here in just a moment. 
uh, one day a year for the forgiveness of the sins of Israel for that year. But anyway, inside this Ark of the Covenant, a little more about that today, was the, 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 the manna, the bread that came from heaven, Aaron's rod, that, the, the bread that came from heaven really, as we discussed recently, pointed to Jesus that would be the true bread that came from heaven. And Aaron's rod that budded would be symbolic of Jesus, the eternal high priest and all authority. Hebrews 1 and 3 says that Jesus right now at the right hand of the majesty on high after that he's purged us from our sins by himself uh, is upholding all things right now by the word of his power. The word of his power is the word of the cross. That's what he's upholding all things right now by the word of his power. And, and, and that Aaron's rod that budded is symbolic of that. When men think that they're the authority, the, this went with them everywhere they went so they could be reminded God is the one who sent them manna from heaven. God is the one who chose Aaron to be the priesthood, the priest. God is the one who gave the law. Israel griped about all three. We don't like none of them. We like to provide for ourselves. In the reality of it all, that's why God had to send his son because we're just all about self. The fall into sin, into death in the Garden of Eden brought about a total consciousness on self. We're consumed with self. We, we're good with our plan. Don't interrupt my plan. Don't not do what I want. Don't do what I don't think we ought to or you ought to be doing. Don't make me do any... I, we're consumed with self, and, and I don't care how long you've been saved, yourself is still your biggest nightmare and your biggest enemy. Jesus knew that. That's why he said to follow him, you're going to have to deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow him. Your cross only can be taken up if you're denying yourself. And the denial of self is only biblical if its faith results in the faith of the cross of Christ because that's the cross. Your burdens aren't your cross, my friend. Jesus was crucified on Calvary's cross and we were crucified with him and that's the cross we take up or our denial is really not of self. Self has deceived and we think we're denying self but self is still in charge. Unless we're taking up the cross of Christ reckoning ourselves again today, many times today, to be dead indeed unto the sin nature, self still reigns. If you're sitting under preachers, it's not uh, uh, bringing the cross of Christ into their messages, you're sitting under preachers rattling chains of destruction and bondage and making us learn to love it like a battered wife beaten by a husband, deceived into believing that he really loves her, that he, this is the only way he knows how to show it. Uh, that's what the devil has done for years in the church, just put ministers in pulpits that, that move away from Calvary and all they can do with all the noise they make is rattle chains of bondage 
bondage and destruction because of the cross of Christ. If our faith is not, not was, if our faith is not now in the cross, the death, if we're not, if we're not walking with an identifiable faith in his death, then we're not being made conformable unto that death. And all we're doing is making noise as the noise of our lips is the result of bondage and chains of uh, darkness. That's all it is. So we got to make sure we stay the course. God had Israel carry this Ark of the Covenant everywhere they went. Every day we are to carry in our hearts the truth of Christ and His authority. Christ and who He is as our daily bread. Christ and who He is is as the one who fulfilled the law. Every day we carry these truths of Calvary where he became the open door for us so that we could keep coming to the throne of God every day. You can't get to the throne except through the cross. Hallelujah. And I'm glad we know that today. And this is why God had them carry this everywhere they went. Think about this because it's where his presence was. It's where his presence was. Where these things were located, it's where his presence was. When the Philistines, in one of the stories, stole the Ark of the Covenant. And, the, and, and, and listen, Israel became what they called Ichabod. The glory had departed because the glory of God was represented by where this Ark of the Covenant was because on top of it was the mercy seat where the blood was poured once a year. And God dwelt among them and communed with them. He didn't dwell among them and commune with them outside of this place. And, and I need to say something right now that the Lord stirring my heart to say. In, in the days of Israel, we read about ten of the tribes cut himself loose from the two tribes on south and they moved north and they went and tried to do their own thing. God never honored that. They built their own altars. God never honored that. That's what's happening today with the biggest part, not ten tribes, but the biggest part of the church. They've forsaken the cross for putting on illustrations and shows and gimmicks and schemes and programs and fads and all these things, just all these things that distract from the one thing God's focused on and that's the sacrifice of his son. God's ever mindful of his covenant and he's ever mindful of those who are trusting in that covenant. Not have but are. Before the ten tribes cut themselves loose they were the people of God. They, that's what that's what in Jesus's day on the earth. That's what made the 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 the, the two tribes the, the the tribes that were down uh, low the, the two tribes uh, go around anything called Samaria. Samaritans were Jews mixed with other nations. They they just moved off and listen. They listen when you move away from the cross, you just pretending. When you move away from the place, which is the sacrifice of Christ, it's not some local church, but God does have local churches preaching this message. He wants all his people to be planted in. Hallelujah. When we move away from the sacrifice of Christ, we're just pretending now. That's all we're doing. We're pretending. And we even though we don't know it and we can still cry tears and quote scripture, when we move away from the cross, 
we do exactly what the ten tribes did. We move away from the sacrifice and expect God to bless everything that we're doing now. And that don't work that way, my friend. I got a Bible I can read. And it's simply that God only honors what His Son did at Calvary. And we'll either get in line with that and walk with our faith in that everywhere we go, just like Israel had to carry this everywhere they went. And when they wake up and someone had stolen this from them, the glory had to You need to understand that. And when we move away from what these things represented today for us, our exclusive faith in the cross alone, we move away. And that which we could be walking in, we're not walking in that anymore. No matter how much scripture we're quoting or how well we can orate or how much our hands are up and our songs are and our tears roll down our face, when we move away from the cross, God hadn't left us, but we've left him and the way he works. Hallelujah. We need to remember that. That's what these stories are given to us for. These stories, don't be deceived to think these stories are just trying to get the Hebrews, the Jewish people, saved in this day. If that was the case, we wouldn't even need this today. But God gave us these scriptures as the word of God for us. The Bible is for us. You settle that, come to that conclusion, then you'll have the light that's stored up, hidden in there for you. Glory be to God. So he says here in verse 5, and over it, let me say one more thing about the manna. I took a note this morning and I wrote it here for us because in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 the Bible says he that has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches and to him that overcomes get that not everybody not everybody. Let's just get rid of that liberalism thought, liberal thought in the church that everybody's a winner, nobody's a loser. My my friend, there are winners and there are losers. The winners are those who've trusted in and continue to trust in Christ Jesus and the losers are those who've lost their way. They're not losers, so to speak. You're just a loser, but there's winners, those who are winning, gaining Christ through faith in the cross and those who are losing. And all that liberality, that liberalism of this world, not the liberty of Christ, the liberties of this sinful world have moved into the church. Everybody's a winner. Everybody should get a trophy. No matter, everybody should get the same amount of pay, even if they're not working, even if they can't do the job, they should be paid the same because at least they get up and come to work. And even if they don't get up and come to work, they should get the same amount of money. Y'all just overlook that train out there. It likes to toot its horn. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But listen, watch, let me finish this now. To him that overcomes, Revelation 2.17, will I give to eat of the hidden manna. This is when we are there with the Lord. The hidden manna. What does the manna represent? The manna represents the bread that came from heaven, Jesus Christ himself. And we're going to eat of the hidden manna for all eternity, Jesus Christ, hallelujah. And we'll give him a white stone, in the stone a new name written, which no man knows except he that receives it. Praise God for the promises of those, for those that over. (coughs) 
come. And this does not refer to those who just get born again and overcome the world through being born again, my friend. This, those words in Revelation to him who overcomes was written to an already born again and spirit-filled church. We need to stick with what the Bible says and not what the devil through men tries to milk down because if that happens, we'll get caught one day with no oil in our lamps thinking we're still right but wrong thinking we're still walking in the light but not we're walking in darkness we'll, we'll be like the ten tribes that just went off and did our own thing we're sick of all this stuff that God commands we're sick of all this stuff and we'll go off and we'll do our own thing and expect and God will honor that too let me remind you God don't serve in make-believe. God serves in, the Bible says he only works in truth, Psalms 33, 4. And so uh, you, you and I need to make sure we understand these things. Listen, we're not going to be moved away from this truth of Calvary because others uh, are going uh, the wrong direction because some that came into this truth and now are gradually slipping back into the vomit God brought them out of. We're not going back in that direction. We're headed straight like we've set our face like a flint to the finish line of the race that God set before us that race track is the path of the just, the path of the righteous that only gets brighter, only shines more and more, Proverbs 4.18, to those who stay on it. Hallelujah. Not go, who, those who go back because it got lonely. Those who go back because the money wasn't there. Those who go back because they're finally tired of all the criticism and all the wor negative words. Listen, the cross is always going to bring those things into your life. And you and I have got to go the course instead of going back into the puddles of vomit God brought us out of. That's exactly what the ten tribes of Israel did. That's exactly what the, the biggest part of the church has done today. We will stay the course. Hallelujah. So in verse 5, the Bible says, And over it the Ark of the Covenant, where the mercy seat was, watch, and over it the cherubims of glory, over this mercy seat, the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat, two, two golden cherubim, one built on each side that, that guarded the presence of God. That's what it was symbolic of. Remember when God drove Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, he put cherubim there with flaming sword. Couldn't get back in, need off that tree of life. Now, there's a lot of unanswered questions about that. Where is it today? Did it just dissolve? Did it just die and go away or whatever? Well, no man knows that. And if you listen, somebody tells you they do, then they're, they're, they're getting their information from somewhere outside the Word of God, so therefore it's just blah, 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 blah. It means absolutely nothing. So over this Ark of the Covenant, there were cherubims of glory. Shadowing the mercy seat. Shadowing 
making a shadow over the mercy seat. That's where you get your scriptures in Psalms that he who dwells in the shadow of the Most High shall be blessed. What The shadow of the Most High, is, and, and there's a scripture that says he who abides under the, 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 the wings of the Almighty or something to that effect there in, in, in Psalms. Listen very carefully. God don't have wings. People don't have wings. People will never have wings. Angels, some of them had wings. Some of them have wings. And God put two cherubim made with hands of men, cherubim, to make a shadow over the mercy seat, over the covenant. Watch this now. He says, of which we cannot now speak particularly. And that word means in detail. And understand this. It's not that they didn't have the knowledge. It's that that wasn't the direction the Holy Spirit was leading them. Understand that. It wasn't that we can't now speak in detail about that because we don't really know about that. No, we can't speak now in detail about that because that's not the direction the Holy Spirit is leading. Remember that because... They knew, these folk knew now, the writer of Hebrews knew now what those things represented. That's a part of this letter is about that, revealing these things symbolically of Jesus Christ who is now our great high priest eternally. Hallelujah. So he says in verse 6, Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests, plural, went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. The first place in the tabernacle, in the tabernacle, not the outer courts, in the tabernacle, the first place was the table, the showbread, and the candlestick that made the light. And that the priest, plural, went in always the first tabernacle accomplishing the service of God, the ordinances of God, the duties of the Lord for the Levites to carry out that in every aspect of its ministry pointed to Jesus Christ that would come and be the Lamb of God to, to be the light of the world, the bread of, the, of life for the world, and to shed His blood for the world. Never forget that. But into the second, verse 7, into the second place in the tabernacle went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. And that means the sins committed. Even the, the sins committed in ignorance because it was like it was, the, it was the covering that blood the high priest one day a year on the day of atonement, the Passover, carried into that holy of holy place and, and, and poured it out upon that mercy seat that was over the Ark of the Covenant and the things inside it. God was granting them another year of mercy another year of favor, another year of forgiveness, of unknown about sins, because there's always unknown about sins. Every day the people of God were bringing sacrifices into the, uh, the, the outer courts for the sins they've committed. 
But this one day a year, this one high priest would go in and offer the, the, this blood representing what Jesus would come and do to cover sins in that day, but our sins today are not covered. They've been washed away. Hallelujah. They've been washed away. Remember in chapter 8, God says the new covenant is the covenant through which I will not remember their sins any longer. I will forget their their unrighteousnesses. I will throw that out. I will bury those things in the sea of unforgetfulness. I will move them away from me as far as the east is from the west. Uh, Hallelujah. That's the new covenant, the blessedness of the new covenant. And then... Let's read verse 8. The Holy Spirit, this signifying, that means the Holy Spirit through this giving us a sign, the picture of that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. And we'll get into this more uh, in the next broadcast, but you remember 70 AD uh, that came about after Jesus was crucified, buried, resurrected, and had been gone for several years. In 70 AD, the Romans came in and destroyed the the temple and everything. But even before that, God had to do that, just like he eventually had to destroy the pole that he told Moses to put the serpent on to, 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 to... for the people uh, to be able to look at and to be healed from, from their from their the death that had attacked the, 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 the nation. Listen, it actually was carried out at the cross when the veil was ripped from top to bottom and the rocks were rent and the earth shook and all sorts, it got dark and all sorts of things because at the cross, my friend, is where all this actually took place. The, the, the new way, the new and living way was made through the flesh of Jesus Christ. Get that. Let's read this again. The Holy Spirit, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was yet standing. And and, and these things we need to contemplate and think about. And that's why God even used the Romans again to go in and tear it all down. So Israel couldn't just keep going in, going in, thinking they still... God was doing everything that he could to get them to realize, listen, that way is over. It's gone. I've abolished it. I nailed all of that to the cross in the death of my son, he fulfilled all of that. And that's why he raised Paul and other men up to write about this so we could understand it today. You and I better than ever before. Praise God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I'm enjoying this and I pray you are eating from the table that God has set before us today and that table is the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's where we partake in communion with Him. Is not our communion in the blood and the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. Thank God you're hearing these great truths today here and among other ministries that are focused on the cross of Christ and the great power that's there in the preaching of the cross. And we love you.
you. God bless you. Don't forget to pray for us and sow into the ministry. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950 to be a blessing here and to be a part of the reach of God's arm through this great gospel being ministered all over the world from right here in Queen City. And we praise God for you and all that you're doing where you are and all that you're doing to help us do where we are. And don't forget, till I see you next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.